Hey, um, and now we have uh, Jordan. I was going to say um, uh, Andrew's daughter, but you were here first, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's Jordan's dad, right? So let's just give her a big round of applause. She's done this once before, but she's got a great gift on her life. So we want to encourage her. Thanks, Jordan. Hi. So I'm Jordan. Uh, my husband and Ali, I, we lead Cornerstone Worship here. We have two children. We have a seven-month-old and a two-year-old. So life for us is pretty busy. Um, and I was super nervous to speak today because, like Dad said, he had the exciting testimony and we grew up in a very privileged um, Christian home. So while that's very fortunate and amazing, it doesn't make for an exciting testimony story. So I was thinking, what could I possibly share today? And I kept having this story or experience come to mind and I was like, no, I'm not going to say that. But... Um, it's insistent, so I'm going to share it with you today. And I just want to acknowledge first that it can sometimes be a bit of a touchy subject and that um, Elliot and I's experience in this in no way compares to what some people have been through. So please hear my heart on that. Um, but this all started when Elliot and I were filled with youth and hope and well-rested nights, and we decided we were ready for children. <laughs> Um, and I don't know if it's just me, but I've spoken to a few women and it seems to be a theme that there's something that takes over a woman when she decides she wants a baby. This perfectly rational person is replaced with a slightly obsessive version of themselves that wanted a baby like yesterday. And I was no exception to that. And so when things weren't happening for us, I ended up going to the doctors and got diagnosed with a few health things and polycystic and that kind of stuff, and I remember looking across at the doctor and he was looking at me and he said, you know, this is just going to be something that takes time for you guys. And he said, in another year's time, come back to me, if nothing's happened, we'll weigh up your options. And I remember leaving that doctor's office feeling so frustrated and so angry and really, really helpless and I had no control over the situation. And it kind of festered over a few weeks. And to me, like one year sounded like 10 years in my mind. And so a few weeks later, I'm about to lead worship. We're at Lincoln Event Center. We're having a baptism service. And Cornerstone was much smaller then, so we're in this little narrow room. And I'm about to start singing. And I am so angry about this whole situation. I am hurt. I'm like nearly in angry tears. I just feel so helpless. And I was like, I cannot worship like this. People are going to know that it's not genuine. Like, how can I stand here and praise and smile and clap my hands and look happy when I am so mad? I'm so hurt. And so I was like, God, okay, this has not made me into a good person. I am a bad version of myself right now. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. You have to take it all. I give it all to you. I surrender it to you. I give up every bit of control. Just take it. You're in control. Do what you do. And from that moment, I really did feel an immediate sense of peace. And I can honestly say it's the first time I have truly and genuinely given up something completely to God and not tried to control it myself or have my own input or put in my own understanding. And so we start worship, and we have a couple of guests in the congregation who had taken a workshop the night before. And I see the guy lean over and talk to Lyndon, and they're whispering, and they kind of look at me. And then they kind of look back, and I was like, oh, like, they know I was angry. I'm caught. Cool. And I was like, but God, I gave it up. 
And um, so we're finishing worship, and I'm a bit panicky about it. And Lyndon gets up the front, and he's like, so we've just had a word that if anyone here, um, there's a couple here, and they're struggling to have children, and we'd like to pray for you. And I, oh my gosh, my heart sank. I was so embarrassed, and I had so much pride about it that I was never, ever going to ever say it was me. I had visions of like people standing around praying, putting their hands on my stomach, and I was like, oh no, 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 no. And, and I remember Elliot, wives have this amazing telepathic ability to communicate with their husbands when they're angry. And Elliot was playing guitar beside me and I'm looking at the ground, but I'm communicating like, don't you dare say anything. And then I can kind of feel his demeanor beside me like, oh, she'll kill me if I say something. And so we're awkwardly playing music. And what I should say is that at the time, Cornerstone is so small there's probably about five couples that are in their prime baby-making years, and most, if not all of them, had kids already. So it was fairly obvious it was us. <laughs> anyway, so at the time, after that, sorry, we finished the service, and we get talking to this couple, another guest couple who were there. And they start asking questions about us and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she was very pregnant at the time and she had a toddler. And I actually didn't find this out until afterwards. Is that this couple felt on their hearts to go around to different churches and just pray for people that were struggling to conceive without them knowing. And they had actually asked a few people about Elliot and I. And they, yeah. So, because they had had their own problems. And their thought was that, they had been blessed and they wanted to pass it on. And so we've, of course, found out none of this until afterwards, but the rest is history. And nine months later, baby Leyland was born and we never slept again. <laughs> but I do have two reasons, I promise, for sharing this story. And first off, if I had ever been told that I was sharing the story in front of church, I would have been like, no. <laughs> so the first reason is that I believe that we, uh, I'd like to pray at the end and just pass on the blessing that was bestowed upon us. If there's anyone here at home or here struggling for kids, I just really want to pass that on because I believe we're blessed to be a blessing and it's our responsibility as Christians to bless others as we have been blessed. And I feel a sense of responsibility to pass this on. I don't know if it applies to anyone, but that's how I feel. And God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, 2 to 3, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And so I just wanted to say that I think God blesses us with the expectancy that we bless others. There's a responsibility for us as Christians to do this. My second point for this story is that even if it doesn't resonate with you at all, we all deal with situations that are beyond our control or issues that are too big for us to deal with alone, and we all have a sense of helplessness in some situations. And I believe, and I can testify, that there is immense power in surrendering our burdens and our fears and our worries to God. And letting God in in our problems and giving him room to move or take the wheel, so to speak, is one of the first and most important steps to peace and transformation of any kind. And so I wanted to challenge you all today 
that anyone who's feeling in need of breakthrough or of a blessing of their own or they're feeling helpless or overwhelmed to pray and to hand it over to God and just see what transforms in your life. And it is hard. It is hard to take out our own understanding of a situation. It is hard to take out like us wanting to control the situation. But what do we have to lose if we give God room? Uh, Psalms 55:22 says, "Cast your burden on the Lord; He shall sustain you." And Peter 5:6 to 7 says, "Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your anxiety upon Him, for He cares for you." And so I just wanted to finish in a prayer that I've pre-written because I was a bit nervous. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that each of us can be here today and congregate and worship in your name. Thank you that we are blessed to be a blessing. And I pray with all authority and blessings provided by you for anyone here who is trying to conceive. I pray your hand be upon them and that the desires of their hearts would be fulfilled beyond their wildest dreams and that your sense of peace and assurance be with them. I pray for bodily healing where healing is needed and things that are impossible in the natural and by our own understanding are made possible in the supernatural. I also pray for those who are shouldering their own burdens and worries and feel just too big to face alone, who feel overwhelmed and feel in impossible situations. And Lord, I pray you give them a great and supernatural sense of peace as they lay these at your feet, knowing that no problem is too great for you. I pray that in surrendering to you and giving you room to move and to work, that you will reveal to them wisdom, encouragement, and love that only you can provide. In your holy and almighty name, amen. Thank you.